0: We think the future of Discord as a company, as a product, as a community is in supporting developers. And so we think there's never been a better time to develop on Discord. We're becoming much more open and we're committing to the financial sustainability of developers who are building. If I was a developer, I'm hoping that folks hearing this would see that there's just an incredible new frontier for them to start expressing their creativity on. And we're pretty serious about helping folks get started and growing as developers on the platform.
1: Want to know how the world's smartest engineers are proving their dev team's connection to the business bottom line? Or how they keep a lead cycle time while minimizing dev burnout and maximizing retention? These are just two of the topics leaders from Slack, Shopify, and Stripe will tackle at Interact on October 25th, a free, virtual, community-driven engineering leadership conference. Interact is a one-day event with more than 25 of the most respected minds in software engineering, all selected by the thousands of engineering leaders in the Dev Interrupted community. If you are a developer, team lead, VP, or CTO looking to improve your team, this is the conference for you. Go to devinterrupted.com slash interact to register free today.
2: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Dev Interrupted. I'm your host, Dan Lyons, and today we're joined by Anj Mida, VP of Platform Ecosystem at Discord. Anj, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, awesome to have you here. You obviously have an unbelievable background, lots of accomplishments. You're a founder, investor. You've been named on the Forbes 30 under 30 list, little small accomplishment there. And you found your way to Discord as uh, previously you were the CEO of Ubiquity 6, which was acquired by Discord in 2021. So, First off, congrats on that acquisition. Huge milestone for for any founder. Thank you. Unbelievable. Uh, really cool. It stuff. was a long,
0: long it was a roller coaster for sure. And I'm, I'm sure we'll have a chance to get into it today.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And also, you know, your title, VP of Platform Ecosystem, definitely like an intriguing title. You don't see that every day. We're gonna dive into that and your role as well a little bit later. We'll talk about Discord's future. And in fact, Discord had a huge announcement yesterday, which you let us attend as special guests. So thank you, by the way. Great event. You know, everybody had fun. And you've got big plans for the future that involve developers, which is what we're all about on this pod. Really exciting stuff. We love it when companies think like, you know, serious about building these amazing communities, especially for devs. So we're going to get into all of that. But before we do that, first, definitely want to know a little bit more about you. So, um, you have a background as a, a VC. How did you get into this? Is that what you always wanted to do or what's your, what's your career story? Look, the dots are
0: always easy to connect in hindsight. And so take, you know, take all this with a pinch of salt, but the North, the North star, which I don't think has changed was always to be a product builder, right? I just think it's the cool, like being a developer is one of the coolest things in the world where you've got an idea and you get to turn that into reality. And so that, that was the dream. At the time, a mentor. I was I was kicking around a few ideas post grad school on on the products I wanted to build as a developer. And a mentor said, "Look, you keep talking about uh, being a good developer as as sort of equivalent to just engineering, um, but you know, there's a there's a hell of a lot that goes into bringing a product to life and getting lots of people to understand its value. That's not just the engineering side of things. There's Doc and the customers and there's the shaping of the product to make sure it actually meets and does what people expect it to. And then there's the whole commercial side of building a business around it. Yeah. And so you may want to spend maybe you know half half a year or a year somewhere where you actually can see what that's like. And so I got introduced to venture capital through through him. And and I largely I went in largely thinking I'd spend a little bit of time understanding how developers were thinking about building their businesses, right? So if you're building an application. Or a company as a dev i wanted to understand how they were thinking about turning products into companies or businesses but of course in, in hindsight it turned out to be just an incredible time in in the history of venture capital to be there for businesses that were actually focused on serving developers you know up yeah. until then historically the traditional wisdom in venture capital was that you couldn't build a big business selling to developers or serving them because there was no, there, there was no such thing as a dev budget at yeah, most companies. The dollars, you the dollars. Yeah, there are no there. dollars. Yeah. Exactly. You you usually sold to IT or some other business decision maker. And that, and that completely, you know, was flipped on its head starting in 2011, 2012 when you started to see these developer-first businesses like Stripe and Twilio and Epic Games selling directly, serving the developer as the customer. And so, you know, in hindsight, it was sort of the perfect place to be, and it shaped a lot of my thinking. Um, but yeah, the, I never intended to stay in venture, and soon after, I did leave to start a developer platform. So, so I think, I, I guess, in high, you yeah, know, these dots are easy to, to to again connect looking backwards. But at the time, I just went in thinking I'd learn a little bit about what it was like to build a business as a developer, and came out, you know, with with an insane amount of conviction that the the best, some of the best businesses of our time would would be the ones that actually serve
2: developers directly. Yeah. Now everything makes sense. Now that we look (laughs) at it. No, that's really cool. I actually haven't talked to too many uh, folks that start out with that VC background and then, you know, go on to be, and I'm sure it happens, but, you know, a great entrepreneur. So how did you transition to becoming a co-founder of Ubiquiti 6 after your time as a VC? Uh, Ah,
0: look, I think... Uh, You know, if if you're lucky, uh, my belief is one of one of the luckiest things that can happen to you is to be obsessed about a problem you just can't get out of your head. You care about so much that you wake up every day and you're like, you know, that that thing is still niggling at me. And so one of those, I I was lucky enough in 2013, 2014 that there was a problem I kept seeing developers running into uh, when I was on an investor at the time that I couldn't get up, just couldn't shake, which was that you know, increasingly the tools for developers to create content were becoming dramatically accessible. You know, you had, let's let's take the gaming industry as an example. At the time, you had these incredible game engines that allowed dev teams um, that would have needed to be, you know, 20, 30 people just five, six years earlier to put out a decent immersive or high-fidelity yeah. experience for consumers. Yeah. Now you could, you and your friend could pull it off from your bedroom, you know, just like two people, because... The game engines had made a lot of the parts of authoring and, and rendering games really, really easy. And then on the on the infrastructure side, a, a lot of cloud providers were making it super easy to deploy those games, right? And so suddenly, the tools of the creation side had become dramatically easier. But then once you're actually done building the thing, getting distribution for it, actually getting into the hands of lots of people had become harder and harder. Because what was happening was a lot of the usual distribution places, maybe you know, some of the, the bigger app stores or other distribution platforms were starting to become saturated with, with, with teams that had a lot of marketing dollars to spend. And so if you were an independent developer and you didn't have a lot of budget on your side, it was kind of hard to get, yeah,
2: get to build an audience. Yeah. yeah. You kind of just get like uh, swallowed up or like no one knows, you know, there's exactly. so, and there's so many like games out there and apps and stuff. I could totally see that. Exactly. So there's this huge inundation
0: of lots of content. And a lot of the stores were just doing the minimal amount of work required you know to display your, yeah. your work as a developer and so i was you yeah, know i was well, I was like talking to all these developers like wow there's so much talent here but wow it, 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 a lot of the talent just never sees the light of day because there's no good place to get distribution and so i left venture capital to start a developer platform around the the idea the belief that if you could aggregate enough of an audience in one place for developers and do a lot of heavy lifting for them you could actually give Indie and independent developers who didn't have, you know, lots and lots of capital sitting around to spend on marketing or advertising, a chance to actually build large standalone businesses. You know, at the time we were starting to see glimmers of this in sort of niche markets like Roblox, you know, with 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 the kids market, but it really they hadn't seen a cloud-first developer platform that that did a lot of heavy lifting for for creators at the time. And so I, I was just basically obsessed with that idea. And so I left. Uh, to start ubiquity 6 in 2017 and and we that's what we ended up
2: doing that's awesome and then of course you know what we said in the in- intro ubiquity 6 uh, was then acquired by discord that's where you are are today what was that like that experience like for you
0: oh it it was we basically didn't miss a beat you know um i'd been lucky to know the founders of discord for many years i think we shared a common belief that the magic in in software often comes from the the insane dedication that developers often have to just listening to customers and users and and, and crafting the right experience that's just that's better than what you know, what users have to do put up with today, and we we, sh- we shared a similar view of the world that that if you gave if you constructed a platform with this idea of of primitives at the core. The idea that a platform could have, if you build all the surfaces that users typically interact with as Lego blocks, that then developers could extend, you could actually allow developers to express their creativity in ways you didn't imagine. And then that that creates this incredible flywheel where developers create things you didn't imagine. That attracts you know, lots and lots of users who who are looking for new experiences they can't get anywhere else. And that in turn attracts even more developers who want access to access that audience. And so we would built a similar yeah, this sort of mechanic at Ubiquity at 6. And I'd been talking to Jason and Stan at Discord for many years, and they ha- they saw a similar view of the world. And sometimes you have a chance to team up and accelerate your view of the world. And that's, that's what we ended up doing last year.
2: That's great. It sounds like a pretty smooth transition. Sometimes it doesn't go, you know, as nicely as you're uh, describing. So it seems like, you know, vision's in, in place, you're in a good spot.
0: It, it doesn't look and going into it, I I I was you know I had my eyes wide open that sometimes these things don't work out. But you know here we are twelve months later, and actually what you heard yesterday is that the, what we've been building at Ubiquity Six has actually fully now been become a part of Discord. We're showing up, showing that off to the world today uh, with a global release. So I, I can't complain at all. I'm I'm thrilled that you know we were basically not we didn't have to miss a beat. Game we're able to join the Discord product roadmap, shape
2: it, and actually then bring it to users very, very quickly thereafter. Absolutely. So now, you know, let's talk about Discord a bit. And, you know, we'll start with your title, you know, VP of Platform Ecosystem. Pretty sexy title. Sounds interesting. What is this all about? Uh, (laughs) Ah,
0: look, I think in, in software, we like to borrow analogies to make some of these abstract concepts easier. So we can just break the platform ecosystem. Like if you if you ask five different people, you probably get five different answers. But here's my version of it, which is that, you know, the, the word ecosystem comes from the word of, from from the world of biology, right? And it usually means you've got this loose connection between many different kinds of folks or players or providers. Sometimes, you know, in an ecosystem, you have biological animals, you have flora and fauna, and then you have water systems, and they're all interacting. And often they are both independent of each other and then without even realizing it they affect each other right um so that's the ecosystem part and on the platform side there's this idea that there is a central or sole group of people responsible for nurturing that ecosystem or some part of it and so that, that's what i i love about those two words is platform is, is somewhat more of a centralized responsibility and ecosystem is much more of a decentralized dynamic and when you put those two together you have this sort of flexible responsibility of, of providing the right underlying Lego blocks or infrastructure for people in, in the world of in, in and around your product to do interesting things. And then the ecosystem part connotes that you've got to have to be okay with a little bit of chaos and you have to be okay with partnering with other people and being not necessarily central to somebody else's business, but being an important part of it or support, being a supporting cast member. And that's sort yeah. of how I think about it. So my job is basically to make sure that Discord, everything we, we're, anything that developers might need to build on top of our 150 million monthly active users, to build new kinds of experiences that we never expected, that we we listen to them, we give them the primitives, the Lego blocks they need, and then we sort of get out of their way as quickly as possible because they're the ones with the magic and the creativity.
2: So if I'm maybe I'm a developer listening to the pod and I haven't, you know, gotten to contribute in any way in your world and Discord with the ecosystem, like what are, what are some of the interesting things developers are doing there? And like, how could I get started if I had had an idea? Ah, uh, that's a great question. So
0: it turns out the Discord ecosystem is fairly linked to the history of gaming. I think spiritually, if you're a developer and you grew up playing games, you're probably pretty familiar with the concept of modding, right? This is the idea that most great games often have people who care so much about the experience that they actually want to extend it even further in ways the original game developers didn't expect. Absolutely. And so again, you know, this is sort of like the vibrant history, right? Of like some yeah. of the biggest titles starting off as mods where a player goes, ah, you know, I feel like I could have done a better job with this part of the game. Or what What, what if, you know, that this, this title could do X, Y, Z that you guys didn't think of and the beauty of code is often you can go in and fork it, mod it, and engineer it to be slightly different to express your creativity. And that's really the core concept behind Discord. Now Discord is largely a communications platform, it's not a game, but that that philosophy that users who care a lot about extending the product in ways that the original developers didn't care about is baked right in. So on da- I think there's a screenshot somewhere I can send you where there's like the first, the landing page, the first ever landing page that Discord ever had. And already on there, there was a little like icon of a, of a puzzle piece showing that you could go in and extend Discord through a bunch of exposed APIs, whether that was the chat interface or voice channels uh, to effectively hack in functionality that That's the original cool. creators of Discord did care about. So if you're a developer, spiritually, you can think about it as a totally moddable platform, right? You can extend it any way you like. Now, what are the most successful experiences? It's ba- basically things that leverage. The parts of Discord that are most unique. And the magic really happens with real time shared multiplayer experiences. So, you know, people spend a lot of time on Discord hanging out in real time voice channels or video channels. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're a developer, this is sort of a gift where you don't have to do a lot of the work to actually assemble people who are synchronously hanging out in one place. And then the, what, the magic of Discord is that often these conversations, large groups of people start out hanging out in voice channels and then keeping the con- conversation going in, in text chat, and then they come back to voice chat. So wh- where we've seen the most success is two or three examples that, that that might bring that to life. You know, one is moderation. So you have many, many people have now started using Discord as a place for community conversations, where you may have started off with five, 10 people who care about something. You know, open-source software is a great example. There's a ton of open-source software communities on Discord. But when, when a group gets really big, you know, you, you often need a fair amount of moderation to make sure that people stay friendly to each other and the conversations stay on track. And originally, some some human had to do a lot of that work. And I've seen developers get really creative about actually reducing the burden on moderators to make a community's conversation much safer, flow better uh reward engagement. And there are a bunch of apps and bots on Discord that do that really well. Um, so if you're a developer, you may want to check some of those out. More recently, we've seen that the, the spectrum of these bots you know, range from more practical things like the one I'm talking about, like moderation, yeah. task automation, to like just really fun stuff. Like uh, you may have heard of Midjourney is a more recent app that I love, where, you know, it's a really creative team of uh, just a, a small team of developers who watched what was happening with these AI uh, generative AI models that turn text to images. And it's effectively a Discord bot that helps users imagine what's in their head by just typing in a text prompt and turning that into imagery. And it's been widely popular with Discord users. So it's a pretty broad range and gamut of things you can do as a developer. But at its core, if you've got something that leverages a, a shared dynamic where it helps to have multiple people in real time looking at what the product or the application is doing, what I think of as inherently multiplayer mode, that's where yeah. things, apps really shine on cool.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's totally awesome. I and mean, like anyone listening that wants to get involved, Anj definitely has the right, I think, instincts and spirit of maybe where the coolest place is to contribute. And I like kind of that, that multiplayer mode, anything that's more social or, you know, a little app that can help with those aspects sometimes, you know, really blows up really well. Anj, if you, um, if you do a really good job, you know, over the next few years, what does that look like or feel like at, mm. at Discord? Mm. Like, what are, what are your goals? What would you want to have happen? Ah, that's a great, good question. So look, my, my vision
0: and, and my role is to make Discord an even more open platform, right? That's That makes Discord super customizable and, and allows the product and the platform to grow, with users and their communities. You know, often users start their journey with Discord when they might be, you know, at the end of high school or in college, and their needs change as they grow older. And there's just no way the team at Discord can anticipate all the needs of people. And when you have 150 million monthly active users, you're at a scale that just makes it hard for the team internally just think about all users equally. Um, And one of the magic pieces of, of Discord is it aggregates a lot of niches at scale. And I think there's just a perfect app for every niche, but there's no way the team at Discord as a centralized platform can can cater to all those needs. so openness is sort of the core thing I wake up thinking about every day and three, four, five, six years from now if we've succeeded at building an open platform, I think the product will basically look indistinguishable today because developers have really taken it and run with it to serve all kinds of niches that we didn't even expect you know that's may have started up with gaming originally many years ago, but today People are doing things like buying, selling, and trading with each other in enthusiast communities. It might be sneakers. It might be GPUs, computer parts. You know, other people use it as a community for open source software discussions. Other people, like I mentioned, are using it for to build a generative AI models together. There's just no way <laughs> that you can cater to that diversity without being a truly open platform that embraces all these different use cases. So that's sort yeah, of my, that's my so cool. idea of success.
2: Yeah. So let's like uh, take this amazing, uh, discord, but kind of make it our own or make it whatever we want it to be as developers. That's kind of what I am hearing from you. I, kinda, I I love that spirit.
0: That's exactly right. I, I think success is two different people with very different needs show up to a product that might look completely different from them, but underlying it are the same APIs and primitives. And, and they've been extensible
2: and flexible enough that people have been able to mix and match them to create and, and make the product their own. Awesome. Well, we're going to do a little, transition here now. Connor is going to jump in, so he's going to, you know, walk you through the the rest of it here. But super awesome to meet you. Hopefully we'll get to spend more time together and I'll turn it over to Connor now. Likewise.
1: The lives of developers are about to
2: change for the better
1: and listeners of Dev Interrupted are getting early access. GitStream is the free revolutionary tool that allows developers to focus more on the craft of code and less on things like toil, rework and bottlenecks. When Linear B found that 50% of each development cycle was spent on PR idle time, we knew something had to change. We realized CICD alone wasn't enough. We need to shift even farther left to fix the PR process with continuous merge, and we're doing that with GitStream. With GitStream, we can solve the PR idle time problem, ship code faster, and make us all happier as developers. To get your early access at GitStream, Dev Interrupted listeners can sign up at gitstream.cm. That's G I T. S-T-R-E-A-M dot C-M. I'm super excited to jump in here and and take over from Dan. He had the opportunity to kind of dive into your background and how you view the future of Discord. And I I love the perspective on community you're bringing on because uh, that's something that we've actually embraced here. I don't don't know if you know, but we have a large Discord community. I saw. Show. Yeah. So we're big fans. And I'm excited to kind of learn from some of the stuff you're saying, like how can we better leverage it to bring value to everyone who's listening? Mm -hmm. So definitely if you're listening to the show, join discord.gg slash devinterrupted, come hang out, Uh, discussions pretty much every day happening about the future of engineering leadership and how to enable developers. And speaking of enabling developers, I was really lucky to get to join Anj and a bunch of the team at Discord uh, the other day for an incredible announcement event they did about the new ecosystem developments that are happening with developers in Discord. But Anj, I know you're going to give us the scoop on this, like, What's happening? Uh, let's tell the audience.
0: All right. Uh, so there's a couple of big drum beats that I think we should talk about. The first one that's pretty exciting is is the new app directory. So this week, we're rolling out an app directory, which is, you could think of as finally a home for all the apps that live on Discord. We have thousands of these that people have built over the years, but it's actually never been easy. To search it's
1: always been third party. I have to like find it a website and download exactly. it and like like figure out, like, oh, how do I set this up?
0: Yeah, it was very much like a bottoms up gorilla grassroots effort where creative devs would build these apps and then people would find them off platform, either search somewhere online or somebody put a listicle together, compiling the best apps in a particular category. And so for years, we've heard from users that they wanted a way to just search for these apps inside of Discord and have one click install. And that's what we're rolling out today. It's the app directory so for the first time ever, admins can browse a catalog of verified apps. And one click, you just add them to the server that you want.
1: And yeah. I cannot tell you how much of a difference that makes. As so someone who's like been an admin for a couple different Discord servers over the years now, like that is just so convenient. It's wonderful to hear.
0: I'm, well, I thank you for your tireless patience. <laughs> and to the many people listening, <laughs> it's worth. you've it. been an admin, we know your pain. And hopefully this will make you a lot happier. So now you know, admins can see curated collections of apps on their homepage. Because sometimes it's overwhelming to figure out where to start. And so we actually have a few recommendations, but there's also just a bunch of browsable categories. And if you select an app, you bring up, you can see a, it got a little product page for the app that shows you you know overview of the functionality, the commands, supported languages, how many servers have them. And for, for a developer, uh, what we've heard is they're thrilled because now it's so much easier to reach your audience, right? You don't have to figure out like what third-party website or listicle you are in to get to Connor. Now Kotter can just find the best apps for, the, for, for your server sure. in one place. So that, that's one big piece that we're really excited to unveil today. Yeah. The second one, which, which goes along with this idea of an open platform that I talked about where developers can build real standalone mm-hmm. businesses, is premium app subscriptions. Now, This is basically a new experiment that allows developers to sell their apps natively on Discord. So instead of having to duct tape a bunch of different ways for you know, your your most valuable users to to actually pay you, you can just do off of Discord, you can do that now directly inside of Discord. And I think this is a pretty meaningful next step in expanding the relationship with devs. So and, and to show devs that we really care about the ecosystem being large and robust and standalone and sustainable. And so developers with paid tiers and subscriptions can can now just one click, you know, open up that ability to to users. Um, it's a closed experiment for now. Uh, usually, we have this sort of crawl, walk around mindset where we're starting with a bunch of uh, developers who've signed up er- for early access, and then we plan to open this up. And so, if you're, you know, listening to this and you're not part of this group, there's a waitlist that's up on the site. And starting next week, when the when this directory launches, users can begin subscribing to apps that have this feature. And if you're on the waitlist, we'll start pulling you off of that and giving you early access to Premiere.
1: I'm curious about the back end side. So obviously this is huge for developers, like more access to more communities, it's huge for admins on the front end saying, okay, we can bring apps into our community. And, you know, as a user, even if you're not the admin of a server, you can say, hey, admin, like this, this is a verified app. We should bring it in. And, you know, mid-journey you brought up earlier, which super cool generative AI tool. Uh, That's something that we can like bring directly in now uh, or translation services or or improved moderation capabilities. Lots of opportunities here. How about the back end of that platform ecosystem you talked about, the Lego bricks? Is Discord taking like a, a cut from, you know, the paid subscription model? How, how is that all working for devs?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. So the infrastructure actually is built, operated, and managed by Discord because what we, when we, what we found when talking developers is you can quick <laughs> scale can become quickly overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, now, Discord has had the experience of scaling infrastructure, whether it's WebRTC and voice infra. To some of our, you know, our our accounts infrastructure, our identity infrastructure, it can be pretty hard for developers to do build all of that scaffolding on their own. And so we do actually handle all of that for developers. So you, you know, you bring the creativity, you build the core the the application experience, and we handle everything else underneath that front end experience. And and in return, uh what we've heard from developers is they're they're actually asking for a way to pay for that infrastructure. And so we're working with them on what might be a fair Value exchange there. So we don't have a published, uh, fee yet. And, and this is why this is a closed experiment. We're talking to them every day and trying to understand, you know, what, it, what, what is a good value exchange there? But I expect that the most common thing we, we hear from developers is, um, is that real? Are you sure? Like that you want to give us all this because it really collapses the amount of work you've got to do
1: it's just incredible that's convenience that. right like and and right. discord's been right. through all those scaling problems already as the right. infrastructure right. side so you can kind of bring that to bear um, and i think right. that's like to your point a great value exchange um, and i love that it kind of speaks to the ethos of discord too of how you handling this you're saying hey we want to bring folks in we want to get feedback have a closed experiment and discord's all about community so it's it's the same way where you're enabling the community developers to say Help shape this program that we can do to benefit you, and then it's a mutually beneficial opportunity. That's fantastic.
0: Right. Which brings me actually to my to my third update, which I, which I'm you know incredibly excited about because the, the, this is sort of the kernel of, of the product that Ubiquity Six was acquired to build a Discord, and that this is the launch of activities. You know, starting this week, we've got this incredible new feature that that merges. A shared multiplayer canvas into voice channels, and so for the first time, Discord developers can take over the entire screen. You know, so far, it. that if you're a developer, you know you you could be pretty creative, but like the primary surface you were restricted to was the chat, the chat interface. And we've heard from you developers, especially the most doubtful ones, that they're frequently having to they, they run up against that that limit. There's only so much you can pipe through a chat uh, surface. So starting this week. We give away the entire canvas to developers and we're calling these activities. They're shared full screen multiplayer apps that stream from the cloud. And so users don't have to install anything. They don't have to download anything. We allow the developers to take over the entire voice, can- voice and video canvas. And so while we're starting with a, with, with both games and watching videos together, uh, yeah, there's, there's a bunch of first party games we've got there through, that, that are built by our studios, or working with a handful of developers to publish their own experiences. That are not games, things like watch together, where you can watch YouTube together. What I'm stoked about is the flexibility and creativity that this canvas enables. Because you know what we what we're seeing from users is they they love launching these, you know, initially getting into it for to play the game together, watch some videos, and they quickly ask about whether they can listen to music together, or they can shop together, or they can code together, ah. create together. but anything that benefits from a shared multiplayer canvas now. Should it can live as an application inside of Discord. And so I'm incredibly stoked that starting this week, you know, this canvas is live for the world. We do have a sign up link for developers who want to get into our publishing experience. You know, we, we're, we're, we've started with first party. We've now started working with a bunch of partners and we're soon going to open up the platform to all kinds of developers. And in connection with that, we're launching our first ecosystem fund. And so for developers who are listening to this and are thinking about whether to build for Discord, we're actually starting a fund that's committing 5 million dollars for prospective developers, early stage startups and strategic partners to build apps and bots like the activities canvas i just described to you. So i am pretty excited for for this new announcement and if people want to check it out they can head on over to discord if you have if you're a nitro subscriber you can access uh, thank you for your support. Uh, you Absolutely can all Love of nitro. the activities. <laughs> but if you're if you don't have nitro that's okay you everybody gets access to to activities you can check out the canvas. This week we have a title called Butt Party. That's a real-time multiplayer experience, and then we've got watch together, so you can you can queue up YouTube videos and watch them together. And that should give people
1: a, a taste of, of the kind of developer primitive we're working on. I, I do have to roast you a little here, on which is I did see you play one of the games during uh, the announcement, and uh, you you were like, oh, I should be pretty good at this, and I think you missed your first shot after saying that. <laughs>
0: Look, practice makes perfect, Connor. So ask me again in two weeks. I'll
1: take you on. I'll challenge you then. Um, this is so cool because I think it enables so many of the communities on Discord. Like to your point, like gaming has been a, a huge piece of Discord since its inception. Uh, I'll say it's like how I originally got on the platform, and, and you know it's expanded to something where like you know many Twitch streamers, as an example, have a community on Discord where they connect with their followers, and uh, you know often they'll do voice. Uh, chat opportunities where maybe they'll play games with folks and now you can actually do that in discord you can have the shared experience fully it just eases that uh, friction there and i think to your point about uh, just opening up this whole new green space for folks to go develop and and create and i think that uh, combined with the ecosystem fund and the opportunity to bring in apps into a marketplace that is really connected and easy to to use both for users and developers like it's very clear that discord is caring deeply about like what is the experience for developers who want to build on our platform and try to make it as easy as possible and with a paid premium model as lucrative as possible? I think that's a fantastic step in the right direction. And it seems like from what you're saying, talking about your vision of ecosystems, that's how you see the future of Discord go.
0: I think that's right. You know, I think allowing users to pay for software that they love built by developers directly is sort of the most aligned business model there is. You know, for many years, the consumer software space got away from that by, you know, I think prioritizing ads. I think Discord's secret sauce has always been just prioritizing the most simple business model ever. You like the product? You pay for it. Uh, and, I, and I find developers love that simplicity too. And we've seen the problems with other misaligned business models, right, um, elsewhere. And and here, I think it, it's just, it just, it's amazing to be able to align both the consumer experience and and the developer experience because developers love the simplicity of saying, oh, if I build a better product, you've got the Rails set up for consumers to pay for that. And that that value exchange is simple to reason about and doesn't result in a bunch of, yeah, I, I think adverse effects that we've seen, second and third order effects on platforms that, that on 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 consumer platforms that prioritize some other business model and then are having to actually roll back developer primitives. Because there was abuse yeah. and misalignment, right?
1: If what you're doing isn't making the beer better, I think is the quote where it's like, if it's not focused on del- delivering value to our users and the people building on your platform, it's probably misaligned your business in the long run. And I, this, I think you're yeah. spot on with that.
0: Do what it says on the bottle. You know, yeah. like-
1: <laughs> I I really appreciate that perspective and the way you're integrating both like the attention to community that's such at the core of Discord with the alignment with the business model of how the platform works. Yeah, there's clearly a ton that Discord can provide to developers here. If there's like one, one or two takeaways, you're like, "Hey, developer, you're listening to this. Like, engineering leader, you're listening to this. Like, here's the thing you should take away. Is it sign up for the the waitlist? Is it sign up for ecosystem fund? What is it?
0: Well, so there's there's three things I I I, I want cover. The first is you know we're opening up all these new surfaces, right? We I've, I've talked about apps and I've talked about activities. There's a third surface that I think is really important to talk about. And I, before I, I I mentioned what that surface is, I should say, as when you open up a platform, you know one of the things you're doing is giving much, much more power and flexibility to developers. But as always, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> and so something that's super top of mind for us is safety and how do you and trust. And so, as we were talking to users and developers about opening up the platform, it became clear that you've got to balance safety and trust with all these new capabilities. And so we actually introduce a new surface as well, that I think helps foster a lot more safety and trust on the platform. We're calling this connections. Now, connections exist today in a way on on Discord, where if you go to your profile, you got a tab that says, you know, connect to show presence to your to your friends or your community. Where if Connor's connect, connected his Xbox, PlayStation, Spotify, and so on, then others on Discord can see what games you might be playing on PlayStation.
1: Yeah, I think I have my Steam and my Spotify
0: connected. Exactly that's right. And that's a pretty popular type of way people extend their discord profile. They like to show off their friends and community what they're doing in, in real time because that helps foster a conversation or a hangout. So starting next month, users will be able to add new external identities to their profiles to verify who they are, share more about themselves and access new experiences in their communities. so you can connect you know your PayPal account, for example, to show that you are in fact uh, a, you know, a trusted a collector in a sneaker community, you might be. In. And that allows admins to set up gated access to buyer seller experiences in a more transparent way by creating verified roles. You can set up custom channels based on shared interests and qualifications if Connor, you know connects his dev interrupted uh, account. You know that allows developers to see that somebody else in the community that' they're chatting with has actually also been a member of the dev interrupted server for a long time. And so that's the third surface we're announcing today that is largely catered to improving privacy, trust, and safety on the platform. So if I had to summarize why and how we're becoming more open, it's, you know, we're opening up the app directory to allow users to find apps much in a much, much more easier way. And that should help admins create and find the right apps for their server. We're opening up activities, so you have a much bigger canvas. And then we're opening up the profile with a relaunch of connections to allow developers to... Give users the ability to trust and verify any parts of their identity in a way that wasn't possible before. Lastly, there's the ecosystem fund that helps show off the commitment that we think developers who actually engage with these services have a real shot at building a sustainable business on the platform.
1: Well, on this has been a wonderful conversation. Uh, and I want to make sure that we give developers a, a very clear takeaway of like, hey, here's our call to action. What is the takeaway that you want developers to hear from this announcement from Discord?
0: I think there's only three things I could leave. Developers with is the first. The first is that we're becoming much much more open today, right? So we're we're launching the app directory, which is a new surface for search and discovery of apps. We're launching activities, which is a whole new canvas, and we're launching connections, which opens up the profile to developers. And the second is that we're we're really committed uh, and believe that developers can build sustainable businesses. And we're launching the ecosystem fund to show our financial commitment to to that effort. And the third is that. You know, we think the, the future of Discord as a company, as a product, as a community is in supporting developers. And so we think there's never been a better time to develop on Discord. We're becoming much more open and we're committing to the financial sustainability of developers who are building. And so I, I it's, you know, if I was a developer, I, I'm hoping that folks would, hearing this would, would see that there's just an incredible new frontier for them to start expressing their creativity on. And, and we're pretty serious about helping folks get started and, and growing uh, as developers on the platform because the future of Discord is these apps that
1: we've talked about taking the product in, in directions we've never expected. Well said, Anj. And for folks listening who want to talk more about how to develop on Discord and what's going on with the developer ecosystem in Discord, hey, I'm going to plug our own Discord here. Join, join it. Discord.gg slash Come join us. But Anj, uh, it's been a really wonderful conversation. I love how much happening on Discord to help enable both developers and end users and the philosophy behind your approach. Thanks for coming on the show. It's been wonderful. Of course. Thanks for having me. I'll see you in the server. Yeah, I look forward to it. And for anyone listening, I know we always do this call to action at the end, but this is your last opportunity to get to interact. It's our upcoming free event on October 25th for engineering leaders and engineers. It's going to be fantastic. We've got more than 27 speakers and you can learn more about it in the Discord community that I mentioned or all over our website and in the show notes. So we hope to see you there and talk soon everyone.